Welcome back to another episode of Movie Madness. I'm your host, Hank Thompson, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Wayne Thompson. Wayne, I want you to say for me, there's very few dork movies made by dorks. There's very few dork movies made by dorks. Cool. And joining us uh, again is Glenn Ellis, filmmaker extraordinaire. Glenn, I want you to say for me, I think I just have a naturally operatic aesthetic. I can't help myself. I think I just have a naturally operatic aesthetic. I just can't help myself. (laughs) Nicely done, and thank you very much. Now, if anyone was able to guess what the episode of today is based on those, I'll be blown away. But basically, those are quotes from Zack Snyder. (laughs) Sorry, I was just sick there. <laughs> yeah, I told you Wayne wouldn't be able to help himself. <laughs> yeah, uh, quotes from Zack Snyder, filmmaker, who with no parallel. <laughs> There's no one as good or different, as bad as him. He's just in a unique world of his own. Yeah, what we're talking about today is the, the Zack Snyder history, the positives, the negatives, etc. Obviously, he's all up in the news these days because of uh, everything that happened with uh, Batman vs. Superman, uh, Justice League, sorry, and also with his new Army of the Dead that's just been released in uh, theaters and on Netflix, which I think everyone has seen over the last week. So, you know, lots to talk about. Do we want to start chronologically? Or do we want to just jump straight into the more modern stuff? What do you guys think? I don't mind. Okay, well, let's just take a quick a quick poll start, here. How can you start anywhere with Zack Snyder? <laughs> let's take a quick poll here. Zack Snyder, if you had to just be a yes or no, are you a fan or are you not a fan, Glenn? <laughs> In between. He's in the middle. I like some of his stuff, and I don't like some of his stuff. (laughs) Okay. And what about you, Wayne? Are you a Snyder sexual? Do you know what frustrates me? Mm. He does films that I should like, but I don't. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, don't get us wrong. There's one or two that I thought was all right, but I don't know what it is. He just makes things overcomplicated for no reason. Mm. Do you mean like in the length and the storytelling side of it? Yeah. Okay. Visually, I like his stuff. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. You think he has that operatic, uh, you know, aesthetic, yeah. as he says. And I like the kind of work that he does, apart from 300, but I like the kind of work that he does. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you have to throw something in there, apart from 300. Well, at least he's got a term yeah. of reference. Okay, so I'll tell you what, let's just jump through, because I think we're going to talk the most about Justice League and Army of the Dead, most likely. Um, I have a lot to say about both of those, so I know I'll definitely be talking a lot. So let's start at the beginning. Um, Very good place to start. Always a good place to start. Now, Zack Snyder obviously had produced a lot of stuff in the past, and he'd done music videos and things like that, but his first feature film as a director was the remake of Dawn of the Dead in 2004. First of all, before anything, as horror fans, I know for a fact me, Glenn, and Wayne are big fans of the original Dawn of the Dead. So what I want to know is, what did you think to the remake, Glenn? 
Sucked monkey balls. <laughs> Sucked monkey balls. <laughs> Any particular reason for no, sucking monkey balls? I just, well, no. I, I don't think there's any particular reason. I just didn't think you could improve on the original, and mm. Zach proved it right. He couldn't. Right. And what about you, Wayne? Fan? Not a fan? If it wasn't called Dawn of the Dead... Someone didn't turn exactly. their phone off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I agree with that. Soon. Um, <laughs> I actually, I hadn't, the thing is, when I was down on the view, I did turn it off, but obviously I didn't turn it off for some reason. Don't ask me. This phone's weird. Um, Technologies don't like you, man. No, they don't. And we can do a whole movie about just you and technology. It'll be See, a documentary. The volume is all the way down. Uh-huh. But is it on silent? Well, I don't know that shit. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah. acts like technology's out to get him, but from, it's more he just doesn't know how to work it's it. It's now gone from No, they just made it complicated, that's all. <laughs> we're not right. talking about Zack Snyder anymore. We're now talking about Wayne's inability with technology. So these Google Pixels, man. Right. Dawn of the Dead. If it wasn't called <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, the remake, I actually would have enjoyed it. Right. But because it is Dawn of the Dead, I fucking hate it. So you thought it was it was fine as a movie as a standalone, but it didn't live up to the original. It just shouldn't have been Dawn of the Dead. It just shouldn't have been yeah. a remake. There was no need for the remake, and like you said, he proved that there was no need for a remake. But if they just did a general zombie film, it would have been all right. Mm. I personally didn't like the Dawn of the Dead remake because. The original movie is full of satire. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all about consumerism. It's yep. all about, you know, where we are as people. And mm-hmm. the Dawn of the Dead remake was the exact same. It had a lot of satire, but it was so much more on the nose because I guess subtleties out the fucking window in 2000s. Oh, what if our audience doesn't get it? So like, you know, the coffee shop being hollowed ground and things that are really on the nose like yeah. that just bother. Whereas the original like, it's like they're drawn to this place. Dot, dot, dot. Subtlety. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, oh my God, it's like we're all drawn to this place. Like we're all consumers or something. What is happening with us? Wow. Indeed. Fucking dude. Tell me. Don't show me. Just tell me. Tell you one thing what does save it, though. Did you ever see the remake of Day of the Dead? No. Is yeah. that the one? Is Ving Rhames in that one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he both. carried through. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Don't watch it. <laughs> I wasn't if you, planning if you don't want to hang yourself afterwards, don't watch it. <laughs> and yet, you know, we're talking about things that don't deserve a remake. I still think that the Night of the Living Dead remake from 1990 oh, was better than the original. It was fantastic. But yeah. he stuck so to the original. Yeah, Tom Savini really did stick to the original, but bettered it. Yeah. And that's exactly what Dawn of the Dead could have done. It could have told the same story better with better effects, better technology. And, and he instead, got the cast it right. Changed it all around and... I just wasn't a fan. You know, sometimes it's sometimes I think it's just the wrong cast as well. Mm-hmm. Where he, Tom Savini, got it spot on. Oh yeah, Tony Todd and um, what was uh, Patricia Tallman? Yeah, she oh phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. It's, and yet, I can only remember Ving Rhames and maybe I think Sarah Polly is yeah, in. It was Mickey Pfeiffer as well. I Who? Oh, Mikhail Pfeiffer. Yeah. Okay. I know or the the lead guy in Dawn of the Dead remake was the one out of Medium, the husband, but I can't remember his name. Oh, um, pass. I don't watch Medium, so I didn't. I should say. There's also, I mean, Michael Kelly was in it as well. He's um, uh, oh, no, Kevin I like Spacey's, Michael. I like Michael Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Spacey's sidekick in House of Cards, and he's a great actor. Oh, oh he's a phenomenal who, actor. I'll tell yeah. you who else was in it? Um, Max Hedrum. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Matt Fru was in there. Yes. 
He must be a big Matt Frewer fan because he works his way into a few of his movies. Because he did the re reimagining of the zombie sitting up, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, right. But our overall consensus, poor movie. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people loved it. I know I know quite a few people who loved it because it was, A, just a fun zombie movie. And that's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with the movie but just again, being a fun movie. That's fine, but don't call it Dawn of the Dead then. Yeah. Now, here's a bigger thing, and I think this is where the style side of things really comes into it, is 300. Now, 300, and he obviously followed that up with Watchmen, which was an iconic you know, uh, graphic novel for years. And I'm still mm-hmm. a big fan of the graphic novel. Not as much of a fan of the movie, but I'll get into reasons why in a minute. Arguably, he did the Sin City approach, tried to match the, the panels. Yes. So I don't know how much of his aesthetic really comes through and not just recreating the panels because 300 and Watchmen could easily be from the comic. Both of them. Mm-hmm. They're pretty, pretty fucking spot on. Um, I don't think you really see his personal aesthetic pull in until about Sucker Punch 2011. Yeah. Um, but going back to 300, what do you guys think of 300? I know Wayne basically implied he didn't like it. I've not watched it because it just looks terrible. In my, in my eyes, I'm going to let me get out across. In my eyes, it looks terrible. It looks so fake, looks so false, <laughs> and it just looks so badly acted. That's uh, small disclaimer on movie madness. Everyone's opinions are their own, and no, that's part just of, what part I'm saying. From like trails and clips and stuff, like, and yeah, I, I just cannot sit down and watch it for that reason. Well, it has a very Sky Captain of Tomorrow look to it. You know what I mean? And so did Sin City to an extent. Where yep. there's only so far having everyone on a green screen can mask reality. Yeah, and you know now it's a world apart from what it was in 2006. So 2006, I think he was. Pushing the boundaries of how much you can get away with on green screen. Um, See, I think, I mean, I'm a big fan of Sky Captain. Oh, really? Yeah, I really enjoyed Sky Captain. I I love that film. That's wonderful to hear someone really liked it because that was a tremendous bomb. Oh, yeah, I know. I know it bombed. Yeah. But it's one of those films. Yeah, I mean, we've all got It's a bit of fun. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. A bit like John Carter. Yeah. Again. It's, an, it's one of those films that really bombed, but I actually quite enjoy watching. I enjoy watching. John Carter as well, yeah. And I'm going to say the same with 300. Mm-hmm. See, for me, 300, it was just the wrong kind of film for the green screen stuff, I think. that I think that's what put me off it. Captain, the, the Sky, Sky Captain and the, you know... Everything else, I can. You're more adventurous with it, where I just didn't get the feel that that danger was going to be adventurous. It just looked to me like it was like Spartans on green screen, which couldn't do the I will say, I think if you watch the final movie, it's a bit better than what you're expecting as far as the effects go. Yeah. I mean, there's moments that are a bit ropey, yes, but for the most part, it's a it's a very competently made, well made movie. It's got lots of great visuals. Mm-hmm. Some of the story points are pretty good. You know, Frank Miller, he he writes fun stuff. But I do think that the biggest drawback of the whole movie is just the fact that there was a heavy reliance on digital blood. Yeah. And you see people running up and stabbing each other, and the blood is literally disappearing before it's the ground. Well, mm-hmm. It's going to bring us to a later on film, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Whereas yeah. if, you look at a, if you look at a similar movie like Troy, made around the same time with yeah. Brad Pitt, no, I, really I thought that was Troy. awesome because there was big practical sets and effects. And it felt that element of more realism. Realistic. I don't think he was going for realism, yeah. obviously. I think he was deliberately going for stylized. But I think you picked, that's what I'm saying. I think he picked the wrong film for it, is what I'm saying. Right. If, if he picked like a, a nice adventure film or like a fantasy film, it would have probably been better. Mm. But when you want something in that kind of 
like setting. You were in a bit more realism and yeah, grittiness because it was technically do. based on history. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if uh, Snyder could actually come up with a version of 300 that was like the film the same way as Troy. Yeah. Mm. No, I would probably watch that. Yeah. I'll watch Gladiator. I'll watch all the other ones. Do you know what I mean? Gladiator was shit on his own, but I watched <laughs> it, you know, because it looked real. Yes. Yeah, that yeah was most of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. It's still, it's, I definitely say if you've never watched it, Wayne, you should at least watch it once. Uh, I, think, I think about it. There's some nice yeah, moments in get, it. Yeah, yeah you there know. is. There's there that is iconic, some... that one thing that has become a meme, like an early meme, you know, there's a spatula! And yeah. kicking the guy kicking down the, the guy oubliette down the thing. See, yeah. that's yeah. the kind of thing that puts me off because it just looks so bad. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's obviously all green screen. But no, just just it, the, the, the acting side. Even... Yeah, but it's Gerard Butler. Yeah, it's you Gerard expect? Butler. <laughs> I don't mind Gerard Butler normally. But he just... can't do a movie unless there's an asteroid coming. <laughs> hey, hey, don't dog on Geostorm. I enjoyed Geostorm. I was talking about Greenland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not watched Greenland yet, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that proves my fucking point, though. I bet secretly there's a subplot in Gamer where there's a fucking asteroid caused everyone to become the game characters. Although, to be fair to Gerald Butler, I, I did enjoy him in Laura Biden Citizen. Yeah, he was yeah, good in yeah, yeah. Well, he's had his moments. I actually really enjoy Olympus Has Fallen, yeah. the first one. Uh, I didn't care much for the second one, but I thought the first one was The second one was, one was all right, but the third one wasn't... Uh... Oh, Angel Down. Yeah. Well, if the second one was okay and I hated it, the third one's not standing good for Stead. No. Um, so after, obviously, 300. The other one was I enjoyed, which you guys will probably hate. Was uh, it Gamer? No, uh, Gods of Egypt. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, it was one, Return to, to, sender. one to watch and then never watch again. <laughs> See, I enjoyed it. Wasn't Gods of Egypt Alex Proyas directed I think it that? Was, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a guy who really, we could do a great episode where we talk about The Crow for an hour and then maybe iRobot for 20 minutes and then we just leave. <laughs> we'll go, oh, yeah, he also made knowing and stuff. <laughs> Off we go. <laughs> Let's leave it there. But The Crow, oh, you know, that crow, it can't rain over there. <laughs> You're so right. I suppose it's a bit like what we say about the actors. Maybe every director's born to make one good movie as well. I like to think every director is able to make more than one good movie if they allow themselves, just like an actor. But yeah, I think even the shittest of directors have made at least one movie that you go, ah, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. I can't think of many that haven't at least it's like when we talked about Ridley Scott the other day and I'm not a, a fan of his modern work all of his earlier work is phenomenal yeah so it's not like he was just a shit person and even Paul Anderson I still enjoyed Event Horizon dramatically mm -hmm. still love Event Horizon and still really enjoy the original Mortal Kombat so yeah I can't I just say that he's an absolute garbage pile of a human being he just became garbage well, I think he just started being like, give me the money, give me the money, and here, I'll just shit a script out in a week. Because there's no way well, that Daniel's just predator didn't take more than a week. Which I'll just shit a script out in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Fuck y'all, I can do one in one night. <laughs> yeah, but you're forced to by, like, laws of medicine. <laughs> yeah. You literally can't survive sitting for more than one night on the same story, so you have to crack it out quick. He had just time warps to write his fucking scripts, man. Anyway, so after uh, Dawn of the Dead and 300, obviously, uh, Zack Snyder did Watchmen. 
Now, I know not everyone here is a graphic novel fan. I know Wayne never grew up with those kind of comics. He had different kind of comics. I grew up with graphic novels and all the Dark Horse stuff and the Vertigo and things. I had the Bano. You had the Bino. <laughs> I have not seen many Bino movies coming out. Yeah. Hey, imagine Zack Snyder's Bino. Maybe that's what I need to do. I mean, maybe highly I need to make stylized. A movie. Highly stylized Bino. Desperate Jan. Bad Street Kids. Yeah. Can you imagine? Bad Street Kids versus Zombies. That yeah. would be fun. My Lord. Dennis the Menace. Did you know? How can I do Dennis the Menace? Because the ants have got the one Dennis the Menace. Ah, no. I was about to say, I read a thing the other day said that that was a complete coincidence. And that neither company had known they'd called their other character Dennis the Menace. I don't know how true that is, because it seems like an unbelievable coincidence. But yes. apparently everyone remarked that it was an unbelievable coincidence. I mean, I don't know when the amount of Dennis Menace start, but I mean, the Bano thing was in... It's got to be like the 50s yeah, for American the Dennis the Menace. Yeah, some time now, so... But then again, pre-internet, you never fucking know, do you? Well, you don't exactly. It really could have been someone had just said one day, Dennis Menace sounds like a cool idea. And they'd already known about it. The other person didn't. And then they assume, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and post-internet, it's whoever updated Wikipedia last. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Watchmen, however, I in many ways loved Zack Snyder's Watchmen. I thought that he nailed the uh, iconicism very well. I thought he nailed uh, the costumes and the design and the production value very well. I thought he nailed Dr. Manhattan. And I thought my favorite part of the whole book um, which is, I think, like the third issue where Dr. Manhattan flies off to Mars. The hell, him regurgitating that time is passing simultaneously for him, I think is a phenomenal concept. And I thought that Zack Snyder had done that sequence very well, matching it to the to the book. But what really bothered me was there was those needless additions. See, I look at Zack Snyder and I think, I don't know why more people aren't talking about the fact that Zack Snyder is stuck in the 80s in the way that he has excessive violence and excessive sex and everything. Even the PG-13 stuff, I think, pushes the boundaries. Well, in Watchmen, uh, in the in the comic, when Dr. Manhattan phases someone out of reality, they just cease to exist. But in, obviously, his Watchmen, they explode into blood and viscera, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine, I guess. But then when, you know, these completely ordinary non, and it's been established, they are ordinary human beings who are not special in any way except that they want to be vigilantes, start fighting in an alleyway, they're literally breaking fucking arms with a punch and tearing people in half. And it's like, but aren't you just dudes? How did you fuck did you pull that off? It's just to have an excuse for more blood and guts. And I just think that sometimes blood and guts is needless. And that was a movie that did not need blood and guts to that fucking level. Um, also, he changed the giant squid into a nuke, and that pissed me off because I love the giant squid. <laughs> you see, I, I've never read any of the graphic novels, so well, you so, know the ending where it's to yeah, get yeah. everyone in the world to hate a common enemy. Yep. In the original, in the movie, it's like a nuke or something mm-hmm. that goes off, but in the original book, it was a giant alien squid teleported from space. And funny enough, in the TV sequel on HBO. They still have squid drops every couple of weeks. Really? Random squids just fall out the sky still. <laughs> and that's left over from what, obviously, Adrian Vaught did. Um, but, you know, again, he had great casting. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, amazing as a comedian. Yeah. Um, great usage of slow-mo. But this is another thing I'm going to get to. Is it just me or is every one of his movies Baywatch? Because there's so much slow-mo. There is a lot of slow-mo. 300. I can't even think of that playing in real time. No. It's probably a five-minute movie. <laughs> probably is. Fucking Watchmen's like three hours long. An hour of that slow-mo. 
<laughs> so true. Did you ever watch Watchmen, Wayne? No, I didn't. I kind of thought by your quiet that you might not have seen it. Nah. It is a great concept, and he, he does it, he does nearly all of it really admirably. I would say it's worth watching. Of all of his movies, I was the one I would recommend to anybody because the source material is really good. It's one of those. The trailer did actually pique me interest. I'm not going to lie. The trailer looked really good. But I think I was, for a time, falling out of love with movies around that time. Mm. And just I've, poor timing. Yeah. Yeah. I've just never really getting around to actually watching it. Mm. But the, I do remember back in the time, I thought the trailer did look quite interesting, which is unusual for me because normally the trailers will put me off. Well, like I say, I've got my nitpicks about how I would have done the movie differently, but I will say, you know, bringing it to life from the comic, I think he did a really bang up job. It's just a couple of certain eccentricities I think were needless. But, you know, I still recommend that to anybody. Um, it's a fucking amazing adaption in many ways. Well, like I say, I've never watched, I've never read the comic books. But yeah. I enjoyed that film. Yeah. It was a good film. No, he he, he nailed it to the source material. There's very <clears throat> yeah. few things that are different and deviate needlessly. Well, that's it, good. It's very good yeah. at copying and pasting and then bringing it to life into real life action. Just like I say, it was a lot more violent than it needed to be. And I also think that the choice of Hallelujah when he's fucking Night Owl or whatever was completely ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, come on. Talk about over the top. Yes. Yeah. You know, but they even kept in that, you know, Dr. Manhattan likes a bit of jailbait. I thought that was fucking awesome. Because <laughs> you think here's this super sentient being, <laughs> but even he's drawn to a little bit of dangerous pussy. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, that's that's unbelievable. How can you do that? It's a fucking comic movie. And the fact they kept that in yep. makes it such an adult, unique take on comic stories. Um, and then he fucking threw it all the way with Sucker Punch. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Sucker Punch, Wayne? You jumped one. Oh, sorry. I I tell a lie. Yes, you're right. Um, uh, He did, in between Watchmen and Sucker Punch, he did Legends of the Guardians, which is that uh, fully animated movie, isn't it? Like a Christian thing? It, it's all about elves. Oh, it's elves. I thought it was owls, like- oh, Owls. Owls. That's, that's what I thought I said. Did I not say Owls. I couldn't make out what he said, I'll be honest. Oh, sorry. I do apologize. That's okay. It was one of those for me. Visually, it looked pretty impressive. Um, But story-wise, boring as hell. I've never seen it. Yeah, I must admit I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Visually, the 3D and everything in it visually is absolutely really impressive. Uh, But the story, yeah. Lot to be desired for, and it's actually one of his shortest films. Yeah, holy well, <laughs> there you go. At one hour thirty-seven minutes. Jesus Christ, that was reserved. You can tell he didn't actually man any cameras for that because it was CG. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to deliberately not spend a lot of time on Legend of the Guardian because I have not seen it, so I don't want to speculate. But Wayne like said I it was said, still. There's not, not much to talk about. Other than like I said, visually, if you want to watch a visual stunning 3D film, watch it. This is the whole thing with Zack Snyder, though, isn't it? Though he's a man of visuals. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think even he would admit that. Uh, it's only more recently that he's getting into writing his stuff more and trying to really actually, you know, pretend he knows how to tell a story. Um, but yeah, Sucker Punch, which he actually did write, and based on a story by him that he that he wrote with a co-writer, Steve Shayabuya. Um, have you seen Sucker Punch, Wayne? Tried. 
didn't I? Tried. <laughs> I don't think there's many people who won't say they tried because I mean it's a fucking hard watch. It is a hard watch. Um, but I it have tackled some big subjects. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I'll credit him for tackling the subjects, but it, I feel he kind of tackled them from a very male gaze, you know, side of things. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. you know, oh, man, women get abused. That sucks. But you know what's hot? Women getting abused. That's not <laughs> yeah. a fucking good message. It's like women, women get let's, abused. Let's, let's glorify let's it. Let's in stockings. <laughs> let's glorify it and say, no, bad. <laughs> let's put them in skimpy outfits and give them guns. <laughs> yeah. And the whole thing was just like a, a, an incredibly visual acid trip of a movie. And he was let do Batman and Superman. Uh, sorry, uh, just say because... The other guy was paid or perv, whatever. <laughs> it's that um, wow. Josh Whedon has been uh, accused recently of uh, misogyny and aggression and things like this. So that's how come he had to step down and why they thought it would be good to bring him back. But I mean, obviously, he'd originally left doing just jumping ahead. He'd originally left Justice League because his daughter committed suicide. Wonder why? Sorry, that, Ooh, no, 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 I no, didn't. That's too that much. One. <laughs> too <laughs> much. That, one. that needs to get scratched. Yeah, she Del- hadn't even seen Justice League yet. Delete that one. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> sorry, you're, you're off Zack Snyder's Christmas list. <laughs> In fairness, though, if you were just looking at him from based on those movies, and he ended on Sucker Punch, I think everyone would have not given a fuck. You know, Sucker yeah. Punch. I mean, Jesus Christ, that that killed all four momentum he had, I think. Um, and that's why he had to go back to, he started obviously with the comics, he had to go back to them doing the, you know, again, more comics doing the DC stuff. And he got handed doing Man of Steel, which I thought, I thought Man of Steel had its moments. I thought, you know, uh, the whole rushing into the, Bruce Wayne rushing into the stuff was really cool. And um, Zod, spoiler alert, Zod getting killed. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was good. You know, it's, that's a nice darker twist on Superman. I like uh-huh. that. But it was everything in between that fucking was boring as shit. There was movies, again, retelling something we all know and telling it, I think, very adequately at best. Very mm-hmm. pretty, but very adequately. Well, I was going to say, from a reboot point of view, the visuals of Man of Steel were impressive mm. and obviously he's making full use of the technology now whereas when chris reeve was superman it was you know let's stick him on this dolly and just fly him around and and we'll you know match it in later you mean he didn't fly <laughs> no that was the guy from the the 60s show he flew yeah he was drunk but, enough he was high all the time didn't land <laughs> yeah never land he was all over uh, here's a question though uh, Wayne did you see Man of Steel um in a fashion I think there's a gap of movies here where Wayne was just no, no, like no, no, fuck no, no, this no, no. guy I'm not watching it uh, in a fashion right. I was working nights at the time ah uh, I see okay so I didn't gritty sink it in it was that good <laughs> nah it was alright it was it was yeah that's about as far as I'll go now, I know Glenn is saying it still had amazing effects and everything, but would you not argue that Superman Returns had great effects for when it came out? And uh, oh, yeah. it didn't even bother with an origin. It just continued on for where it went. And oh, I yeah. loved Superman Returns personally. Yeah. I thought I was, that should have continued the franchise. I'm pleased you said that because I actually preferred 
Superman Returns. I did a, a massively, and I actually thought uh, he played Superman really well. Brandon Ruth was an yeah. amazing. It was it was such a mimicking of uh, Christopher Reeve, which yes. he, I loved. Yeah, he he kind of takes the piss out of that in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, I've not watched that. Oh, that's cool. I like that. But also, I think Kevin Spacey was a phenomenal Lex Luthor. Yes. My biggest problem with it was the terrible cliche that the fucking kid was his after all and blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. He didn't need none of that. You know, let's have a little bit more originality with our storytelling, you know? Yep. Um, But obviously then... He went on to do uh, Batman vs Superman, which again I thought I saw it in, th- in flicks, and I thought it had its moments. I liked that Batman killed people, or at least beat the living fuck out of them in a more aggressive way. But I thought all the shoehorning of all the other characters for the DC thing was was really badly written, poorly rushed. Um, I thought everything was a bit bland. Again, I pretty actually, but bland. I actually thought Batman Superman was brilliant. Really? If you want to sleep. <laughs> I was like, excited there, Wayne. <laughs> he, 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 he suckered you in there, didn't he? Good he really problem. did. He really did. He, and in fact, it was a sucker punch. It's yeah. kind of like, like Godzilla 2014. Say it again? It's like, kind of like Godzilla 2014. Oh, yeah. You it does have it on. that snooze fest <laughs> You wake up just at the end. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Also, I mean... <sighs> Maybe it's just me, but I felt like the whole Superman and Batman having to fight just felt so unbelievably contrived. Like I'm they never sorry. figured out a way to I'm tell sorry, it in a but meaningful Superman way. Superman just spat on Batman. Batman's dead. That's like the whole point of it, though, isn't it? He had to put all those, like, fucking. Uh, he had to have him, like, banged by a kryptonite condom beforehand so he could be weakened. Just enough. You, you know what I mean? Like, I loved in Superman Returns how Superman is weak from the kryptonite, but they still can't inject him. With a needle because his skin is too strong, so they can't give him a blood transfusion he needs to survive. That's just how fucking strong he is, but affected by kryptonite. Yep. And in this movie, Batman's got like what? A single piece of fucking kryptonite he throws at him, and he's like, ah, I'm so weak. <laughs> I am at the level of you, Batman, in your super suit. Yeah. Let's fly through 18 floors of this building. <laughs> What's your superpower? <laughs> I'm a billionaire. I hate many. <laughs> No, his real superpower, though, is his plot armor of, all right, that turns out that the literal alien god is still a god and can beat me because I'm only a fucking man with a huge, you know, egotistical complex. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, man, inexplicably, don't forget to tell my mom, Martha, that I'm going to miss her. So when Superman's like, whoa, hold on a minute, man. My mom's name is Martha. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> no, my mom's name is Martha. Dude. We got something in common now. You know what we should do? Band together. Fuck off! Worst <laughs> writing in the history of fucking films. It's so fucking bad. That's like me going out and I'm going to hunt down the guy that shot my palm. It turns out his name is fucking John. Holy shit, my dad's name was John. So I'm going to forgive you. Fuck off, man. How anyone even went back to that shit after that moment, I don't know. But, and then uh, this chick turns up with a shield, and they go, Oh, no, yeah, wait, that's... Let her join. Move on. Just fucking move on now. Right? <laughs> and yet, funnily enough, you know, if you look at, like, the ratings and the reviews, Justice League and Batman vs. Superman, and even the Snyder Cut of Justice League, not that well-reviewed, but... That's because they're shit! But Aquaman and Wonder Woman have way better reviews. And I would argue that they're just as bad. 
uh, Wonder Woman especially is one of the worst movies I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, but they tap into... I'm going to say it again. Uh-oh. The zeitgeist. The zeitgeist. I'm, I'm going to use seeing, that in every episode. I'm now. not seeing Wonder Woman. It looks t- it looks boring. It looks just dull. You know what it is? It's just okay. It's a very okay movie, but there's some huge plot holes in it that you just have to excuse because, well, she's got to win. At one man, dreadful film, but enjoyable. It's just a bit of fluff. That's all it is. But we can't blame Zack Snyder. No, for we those. can't blame no, Zack no, Snyder. No, no, no. Well, you can't blame him for what? Their successes? They've both been over a billion each. They're both no. massively critically acclaimed. <laughs> no, because they were just woke. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say Aquaman was woke. How was Aquaman woke? Because Aquaman is a blonde, skinny guy who's really weedy. Oh, I'm sorry that they updated him with, you know, Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. Now they just put one great big hunky dude. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't fucking disagree, but I have to devil's advocate a little bit here. I know you do. Um, but anyway, then came, you know, the, the final two of what we're talking about here with Zack Snyder, which is Justice League. And then obviously the um, Army of the Dead. Now, Justice League, it went through some crazy shit. You know, like we said earlier, his daughter died during the production. She killed herself. And so he left the production. But even before then. Well, I mean, that's varying your parts, but I think it was meant to be something like 85% of the movie was shot, but the studio wasn't happy with it already because they felt that the failure of Batman v Superman and Man of Steel to like set the world on fire completely was his fault, making it too dark and that they should mimic uh, Avengers mm-hmm. with their more lighter tone in Marvel. So as soon as obviously his daughter killed herself, and he was like, I got to take a break from it. He wasn't originally quitting. He was taking a break. Yeah. And they literally just went, awesome. He's gone. Get someone else in there. And they replaced him immediately with Joss Whedon yeah. to, quote unquote, liven it up. Um, And apparently he reshot like half the movie okay. at a massive expense. So he, he killed a lot of footage to get what he wanted, which, of course, that's what led to all these allegations of misconduct is it was uh, widely believed uh, he leaves... And then after the movie comes out, and everyone hates it because it's a bit of a hodgepodge. There's a little bit of dark of Zack Snyder. There's a little bit of fucking, you know, Josh Whedon. It's a much brighter, lighter, happier movie. Lots of quips, but it's still meant to be a dark movie. And he changed certain elements. And I don't know. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big success. But because of that, uh, Ray Fisher came out and complained that he'd been racially um, profiled by... Josh Whedon and that originally the original movie was all about Cyborg and he kept downplaying him and basically saying to him listen you're just some little black kid I'm not gonna have a black kid ruin my movie and so he had Warner Brothers launch an investigation against him which they've turned up nothing but he's still adamant that you know Josh Whedon's a piece of shit in the meantime Gal Gadot came out and said that Josh Whedon had threatened her career saying you're nobody but a piece of ass and I'll ruin you if I want yeah, Gal Gadot, he basically said, you're just a piece of ass, and I can ruin your career if I want, because I'm Josh Whedon, I'm all-powerful, created Buffy. So, yeah, he's his everything's went downhill. But it's only so much the fans were like, let's see the Snyder cut, because Snyder, Snyder said, you know, that's not the movie I would have made. Um, and it didn't build any traction until the accusations against Josh Whedon, because then everyone kind of went, shit, we got distracted from that. Uh-huh. So they basically said to Zack Snyder, Here's fifty million. Finish the movie you wanted to make, and he went and reshot a bunch of it. And that's how can we wind up with the Snyder version, the Snyderverse version? Well, I watched the original, mm-hmm. 
And I thought, a bit like Aquaman, it's poor, but a bit of fluff and enjoyable. It's never going to be an Avengers movie. Never was. It's a poor man's Avengers, but it was, it was fun. That's, you know, and that's what I want from something like that. Yeah. Then Zack's version comes, and I'm thinking, why have you put that in? That makes no sense. Hang on, did that happen before that or after that? Why are you making this so fucking complicated? I don't like this film. So it was just like, <laughs> he added an extra, like, I was on the film, which just didn't need to be. Some of it was all right, but some of it was just needless. What I find funny is a lot of people's comments I've seen was they preferred the Snyderverse version because it explained the story so much clearer. And you say the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, where me, I would just say that uh, I don't think that the story was complicated in the first place. Except that you just needed less elements. There's just so many the mother boxes and stuff and the explanation of them and everything. You just cut all that shit out. You don't need none well, of that. The more or less did because they turned around and said, um, the main bad guy is no longer the main bad guy, it's now Doomsday. Mm-hmm. You know, which fine. We all know Doomsday is the big bad guy in DC. But you kinda hinted that I mean the normal just League, you didn't really need to see him just yet. They did that with Thanos and Avengers. You only saw like a little clips clips yeah. of him at the end. Yeah. So why not do that? Why have you had now suddenly bring him in? And then bring him in to look dreadful and <laughs> shit and not even use the real Doomsday voice. You know, it's like Because you know who plays Doomsday in the cartoons, Glenn? Who? Who? Not Mike Ironside. No, he doesn't. Oh, is he not? I thought it was Michael Ironside. He plays Dark Said. Ah. Uh, who plays Doomsday then? I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> Michael Ironside. Yeah, but you see, <laughs> the whole problem with the DC universe is they've just not done what Marvel did. Yep. Marvel spent umpteen number of films building, building the characters. And like Wayne said, giving you the glimpses of Thanos, yeah. giving you glimpses of other bad guys. use the lower bad guys as the like, yeah, the, 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 the clickbait basically. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. We're putting a clickbait. Yeah. For today's yeah. audience. Whereas DC didn't, DC just went, Oh, here's Batman. Here's Superman. They fight. Mm. Now we've got justice league. Now we fight someone else. But where's this someone else come from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they're building the round table, but that should have been done gradually like the Avengers did. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, that's where they fall and fell. You know, I mean, the Aquaman film didn't come out until after Justice League, That's it? right. So, I mean, it's like... Nah, just doesn't make pro- sense. Too many plot holes, doesn't add up. They've tried to rush things to try and compete with the Avengers... Don't compete. No. Be your own fucking entity. Yeah. Now Take the, your time and develop it over 10 years. Yeah. Now, the thing is, though, how much of that is Zack Snyder's fault and how much of that is the company pushing him? Will we I, ever know? I doubt that he was like, quick, oh, lead up to every other nah. movie. I'm not going to blame Zack Snyder for that. No, you can't blame Zack Snyder on that yeah. one. It's, the, it's definitely the studios that are causing this. That's exactly what I would have said. But then I heard something new. <laughs> which I'm going to get into in a minute, which has made me reevaluate that entire conversation. <laughs> um, and it's going to blow minds if you guys haven't heard it yet. Uh, but going back to Jess's league, I think the reason they ended up throwing in Doomsday, uh, because they basically scrapped second Justice League, you know, it's going back to the drawing board. So there's no guarantee what it will be, when it will come out, who will make it. So because of that, all of Zack Snyder's original plans, because apparently it was meant to be, uh, Green Lantern was meant to be introduced in the next movie. Well, you want him in that one? Yeah. And Martian Manhunter plays a much bigger role in the second movie and all this sort of shit. Um, all that's been obviously scrapped now. So 
he thought, you know, hey, might as well put him in at the end here. At least you get to see what I would have done eventually. Um, and that's why they had all that nightmare stuff. Apparently, it was meant to be a trilogy, the Justice League trilogy, and all that shit. But yeah, oh, we'll that never night, see the end that, of it. That fucking James Sinkins with a joke in the end. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> and yet, it couldn't be a worse movie than Wonder Woman 1984. Nah, I'm not saying it so. No, I've not seen that either. I watched the first 15 minutes. I was done. I couldn't watch more than that. And I've been told by other people that it has unbelievable, terrible plot points. And, you know, that basically... But again, didn't that one seem to be rushed through? Yeah. I think that the success of Wonder Woman was very, you know, unexpected. And uh, Patty um, Patty Jenkins basically got given carte blanche, you know, for the second one. Not Patty Jenkins, man. What's her name? No, it was Patty Jenkins. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. my. Oh, yay. Yeah, she directed both. I got one right. <laughs> she basically, yeah, I heard an interview where she said uh, she was very capped on the first one to do things kind of the studio way. But on the second one, they let her do whatever she wanted. So she was like, I'm taking full advantage of that. Well, I couldn't watch more than 15 minutes. So I'm not sure if that's a positive there, Pat. You know what I'm saying? At least yeah, Justice League, I watched most of it on Fast Forward, you know? I still saw most of it. <laughs> I'll tell you where I think Justice League really fucked up. Is That's they how had... you have to watch Sucker Punch, actually, on Fast Forward, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> they had such potential because you had, no matter what you say about him, Josh Whedon is a really good writer and does really good characters and dialogue and snappy witticisms. But, you know, bringing him in halfway through a movie, not a great thing. Then you got Zack Snyder, who's Mr. Visual, and, you know, pulls all these characters together. The, they could have easily combined both versions and made a really good, solid movie. But Zack Snyder said he would not use anything that Josh Whedon shot in his version. So all the witticisms and all the like yep. recapping of story bits, all gone. And I think you could have really used a couple more wisecracks in a movie like that. And is that because of the accusations? Or no, it's just he because didn't wanna, he, he didn't want to use, didn't someone use his movie. stuff. Yeah. yeah, Someone else's writing, someone else's story, etc. Um... <clears throat> I but, agree. I agree with what you're saying there because I think if Zack Snyder had a really good, strong story to work with, mm-hmm. he could make a good film, like he did with Watchmen. You know, yeah. he's you know? not the world's worst director. No, he I mean, just chose the wrong films. I think again, like you say, Dawn of the Dead, not really a bad movie. Just you don't like it being called Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, because you you feel it kind of craps on the original. Well, exactly. But as a standalone flick, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's when he's given, I'm going to sound horrible when I say it, I think it's given too much power. Because uh, what someone, some for some reason, everyone, he's like, the, he's like the nerd champion, you know? Nerds will go out of their way to defend Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Bring in the Zack Snyderverse, bring in the Zack Snyder sequels, do the Snyder everything. And yet at the same breath, they're like, fuck Michael Bay, Michael Bay shit. They're the same fucking dude? <laughs> he's Michael Bay with a bad haircut? That's all he is? <laughs> If you look at Michael Bay's history of movies, he was always known as a visualist as well. Yep. He primarily does lots of over-the-top action, just like him. He's very, very big on slow-mo, very big on crazy camera moves. He's the same fucking guy. Mm-hmm. The difference is, you know, he came to terms with it a long time ago and just goes, yeah, that's who I am. Zack Snyder still thinks he's an artist. He's still trying to tell everyone, no, no this is art. Yeah, but I've seen that art. It was Bad Boys too. <laughs> no, it's different. Are you was sure? It, wasn't it Transformers? Well, that was the paycheck right there. <laughs> that was that was his sucker punch for me. <laughs> but I mean, you know, if you look at Michael Bay's early movies, man, they were actual fucking movies. They were really good. Yeah. But he's, everyone's fallen out of favor with him 
for the exact same reasons that Zack Snyder gets praised. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. People just, I think it's a, a common thing to dislike. I can tell you right now, the most loved, successful movie in history, but most reviled and constantly talked about as being shit, would be Michael Bay directing a James Cameron film with a soundtrack by Nickelback starring fucking Brad Pitt <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Cruise. Everyone would minus, shit on it. Minus those last three actors, that sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'd be a great movie, but everyone would go, oh, it fucking sucked. Fucking Michael Bay can't drink the paper bag. Yeah, too fucking much slow-mo. Nickelback, only fucking losers like Nickelback. Fucking Brad I'll Pitt, he's crap. Can anybody who calls me a loser? Simple as that. What? I'll kill anybody who wants to call me a loser. I love fucking Nickelback. Don't take it personally, Wade. I'm anything making... like that personally. <laughs> Highlighting that he Nickelback does. is widely seen as a terrible band by people. Just because they're successful. No, 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 wait. And yet, despite the fact that the common consensus is they're garbage, they're one of the most successful exactly. fucking rock bands in the world. So how can it be that garbage? Exactly. But it, it's just really popular to hate on Nickelback. Is this news people, to you? Because people don't like success. Now it's not news to me. I knew about I this. know people who went to see Nickelback live and lied about it and pretended they didn't go. I see. I've been three times. And then you it. find their tickets and you go, what's this? And they act like you just caught them yeah. with a bag of crack. I've got no... See, that's what I don't like about people when they can't just be open and honest. Yeah. You know, so what's so you like Nickelback? So what's so you like... I hate the Spice Girls, but somebody likes them. Mm. But you know what I mean? I'm not going to dog on them because I like Spice Girls. I'll tell just everyone. Not, I love gay porn. Just not my cup of tea. I'm you not gay. I, mean? I just think they've got fantastic plots. <laughs> and nothing's a better parody than shaving Ryan's privates. Come on. That is clever. Clever. This is the Hank Road. <laughs> could be worse. Could be Brown Town. <laughs> <laughs> Take you down to Brown Town. It is for you. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> So fucking stupid Some of these jokes They're terrible Once again we go Out the window Boys and girls So uh, Yeah There could have been A really good compromise To that movie But instead Each one was like No it's mine Yeah And Warner Brothers Clearly didn't give a fuck Um, The first thing They should have done Was change the actor Who plays the Flash Because he's fucking useless Well thankfully Well from my perspective I know a lot of fans of his Are going to hate it They've postponed the Flash movie because they're not sure if they want him to continue because he's backed up Ray Fisher. And the Flash is going to be Flash and Cyborg. Ah. And now Cyborg, he's not allowed to work with them anymore, so he's gone. Because obviously he's ac- you know accusing them of so much stuff. He's basically like, unless you let me run everything, I'm not coming back. So they went, right, you're fired? No, the, the Flash they should have used was the guy from the TV the, the series. The TV series, yeah. I agree. Well, if they do do the Flash, their original plan was to do Flashpoint, which is like the most overdone Flash story ever. Yeah. Where he meets multiple versions of the Flash, he's including done, the one yeah, from the TV that, show. Lords. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, Jesus Christ, that's what fucking Marvel are doing with, with Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. The so... other Spider-Man, and it's like, oh, okay, so now we're in the fucking age of the multiverses. Hooray. Didn't Again, it's called running out of ideas. Yeah. Bring back sliders. That's the perfect way to do it. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a mixed bag. Now, what I think is really funny is I know two sets of people. Well, three sets, if I include Glenn. Uh, one, uh, I just couldn't couldn't watch it all. That's the first set. Mm-hmm. Number two, I don't have any interest in watching it in the first place. And number three, it was the greatest fucking movie I have ever seen. Avengers Eat Your Heart Out. The only thing better is Dark Knight. <laughs> That's literally the third person. <laughs> 
I will defend to the death the Dark Knight is the greatest movie ever made. Heath Ledger was the greatest Joker. Everyone else is fucking shit, but Todd Phillips was really great with Joker, and I also love Joaquin Phoenix. The only thing that's even close to those is Justice League Snyder Cut because fucking DC. Woohoo! I love being a virgin. They will just does. praise it so vehement. And you go, what about this? And they go, no, it was perfect. Yeah. What about being four hours long? What Loved I'd it. like to know is how much is Warner Brothers paying them? I don't know, because I know a lot of people independently who I'm just joking, dude. Li- literally lose their mind about it. Joking. Um, I get you. I think but they would have been happy with five hours. Six or hours. Six or seven days. Yeah. We're living it right now. Yeah. We are in the Zachiverse. <laughs> the Zachiverse. We're in there, man. We're in the Zach, the Zach snack pack. <laughs> the Snyderverse. Is that why I feel so depressed? The Zach sack. <laughs> so anyway. Zach tag. <laughs> I saw a very interesting article. Uh, HBO Max, obviously, uh, revealed their numbers uh, for the impact that uh, the Justice League Snyder Cut had had on membership. And they got like half a million new subscribers the first week of Snyderverse. Bear in mind, if you look at for Mortal Kombat, they got one and a half million. And if you look at King Kong, they got five million. (laughs) Kong vs. Godzilla. So it was kind of shit by comparison to those. But it was probably a little cheaper than... than Maybe not cheaper than Mortal Kombat. I think you could have made that movie for like a fucking bus ticket. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anywho, the interesting thing they've revealed is their view times. And it shows that only something to the effect of 60% of people who watch it finish it. Justice League. Really? And that they normally crap out about the three-hour mark. <laughs> like, so I literally everything it. but the third act. And then they go, oh, they're going to have a big fight. I'm over. I'm done. Yeah. And then in England, uh, I think it's Sky Atlantic did the equivalent of, of viewing it. And they revealed their numbers. And it's something like 88% of people will finish it. So what that tells me is that Americans are more of a savvy audience, can't handle the bullshit of watching that much of a fucking bo- bullshit movie. And British people are just like, yeah. Because y'all are desperate for entertainment, let's face it. When's the last good British show came out? League, uh, Line of Duty, everyone lost their minds about Line of Duty, and then they were all de- devastated when the last episode was bad. And yet, yep. what was that, six seasons? Like yep. 12 episodes or something? Yeah. I'll watch a TV show from America. It'll be 190 episodes in a day mm-hmm. of one season. I know it's ridiculous, and they're all gold. I think I think because we've been locked up for a year and a half, it's mm. it's like well, you know, Justice League came out. It's the Snyder Cut, so let's watch it. Yes, I wonder how well it would have done if there hadn't been a lockdown. Oh, oh if the oh, cinemas had been open, or oh, was it just? It do you know what? We've got nothing else to do. There's no other films out. Let's watch it. Yeah, that's what he said. No, yeah, but he got excited when he said it. I'm not excited. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to your words I'm not paying attention to your tone It's just like the yes. Justice League all over I don't know what the fuck I was doing It's tone Exactly <laughs> Yeah I'm the colour version Wayne's the black and white version So uh, Wayne's 4-3 in your widescreen Yeah exactly Delicious. That's another thing Of all the fucking formats to use 4-3 really While well, it frames the superheroes better <laughs> No Yeah No <laughs> I remember, I remember when, um, <laughs> uh, with, which movie is it again? 
It's a sequel. I'm trying to think which one it is. It's really good, but the second one. Ah, no, I'll tell you what it was. It was Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Alien, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection are all shot in 235 widescreen letterboxed. But mm-hmm. Aliens are shot in 185, uh, which is a wider frame. Yep. And James Cameron said he found it much easier to frame the action because there was less distance between the sides. So you can get a lot of the taller people with the shorter people in the same frame because Newt's very short. Yep. Makes total sense to me that. Yep. Because Newt is tiny. Yes. Justice League, they're all the same fucking height. And there's many of them. Yep. Spread them out. Yes. Don't have them literally cuddling. Social distancing. Social distancing, everybody. <laughs> Could have been ahead of its time. Social distance the fuckers. We're going to shoot this in 4-3, <laughs> so everybody get together. We're going to shoot it in 4-3, because you know what? Fuck it. I'm a fucking artist. That's what it boils down to. Everyone will go, what a so brave what decision. Is that where the virus really came from? <laughs> from what his inactive is in artism? <laughs> his inartisticness? Not being able to separate them. Yeah, I, I blame it 100%. But no, I'll joke it aside. I think decisions like that are made to say, look at me, I'm an artist. Not necessarily because it's a good move, but because you know it'll get traction when people go, not everyone does that. And I would argue, going on to his final movie, the most recent movie, uh, Army of the Dead, his decision to use nothing but wide open, open aperture, thin lenses from back in the 70s, vintage, quote-unquote, dream lenses, was a decision based on no one else is doing it. Everyone's going to think I'm a total artist. I don't think it bettered the movie in any way. I don't think it bettered the movie, but it definitely nailed it. I think it had moments where it worked really well. Yeah. You know, when especially it, when it wasn't all out of focus, you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think lenses like that are perfect, especially, well, that's why they're called dream lenses, if it's a dream sequence or someone's Oh, high, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one is supposed to be an just, important you know, conversation. Yeah, but every single scene. I thought the intro was the worst part where every scene looked mild as fuck yeah there was no definition to anything you mean the viva las vegas bit oh yeah. no, i mean before that with the with the uh oh with the soldiers the soldiers the, the four oh, horsemen no less the i am legend bit the four horsemen they're called yeah terrible it's mm-hmm. terrible writing zach be ashamed <laughs> but anyway um no, at least the driver of the car died happy which I thought was fucking diabolical. Well, who's going to start a movie with literally a chick blowing a guy and him paying no attention to the road? Oh, Zack Snyder. Well, isn't that just written off thinner? It's ripping off fucking everything. <laughs> the whole movie was a string of ripoffs, though, It is, in isn't fairness. it? And the most thing it rips off is Aliens. Aliens, yes. So many scenes in that film is Aliens. Even down to the oh. helicopter's gone. She left us. Oh, the helicopter's back. Yeah. It, it, that Bishop, was the you motherfucker. Oh, that no, yeah. she's not called because Bishop. I, <laughs> after you've got the Paul Riser, let's lock the door and lock them in with the yep. bad... You, you know, don't see them blah, fucking blah, each blah. other for a percentage. Yeah. I was held a bandana <laughs> around the head. Oh, Vasquez over yeah, there and jumped through the window? Yeah. She's, she's been left to try and kill them all by herself and yeah. you, know, you just knew that ending was going to happen with I expected her to start crying and pull grenades out yeah you just knew the helicopter was going to happen yeah it was terrible it was so fucking obvious. everything was so obvious it was just played by numbers and then like obviously you couldn't have it be a complete ripoff so no zombie ever grabbed his daughter and took her away like Newt to make them have to go to the fucking nest which is what happened she just fucked off anyway. Yeah. And everyone just excuses the fact that this stupid fucking bitch gets everyone killed. Yeah. Literally, if she just stuck where they were, they'd have had enough firepower time to move on and get out of there. Yep. But instead, it kills everyone. And he's like, I'm so proud of you, honey. 
Because I never read the fucking script. It's a coincidence we wound up here. <laughs> Seriously, every fucker die. Even the poor security guard guy who turns into a zombie dies needlessly because of her. Yeah, I rooted he, for him. He deserved it. I thought he should have been the hero of the movie. <laughs> By the way, ladies and gentlemen, big spoiler shots yeah, now. Spoiler alerts. Oh yeah, uh, we're, we're going to spoil the shit out of this film. Everyone watched this movie. This is what they've all been waiting for. Was this one movie? We should have just done the whole episode on Army of Dead because it's the most talked about movie this week. It's number one on Netflix. Everyone's seen it. So that's all you wanted to do. I should have put a thing in the beginning. Cut to one hour in if you want to listen to Army of the Dead only. Yeah, but fuck you. Listen to the whole show, you prick. This CGI bullshit, blood fucking soaked, overrated fucking effects piece of shit. You know what I love? You know what I love is when you get that slow-mo shot of the camera rotating around them and they're firing off these fucking machine guns and yet there's no movement through their musculature because the guns are not creating vibration because they're literally standing there going pew, 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 and everything's added digitally. Well, like, like I was saying to you before the show, if you actually watch the behind the scenes, they're down in the vault, uh-huh. and when the um, uh, the German guy goes to shoot, oh, he's so annoying! <laughs> he's oh, so uh, fucking annoying. That Dieter, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Fucking prick! I thought you might find him annoying. When ah, 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 all the way fucking through. Really? Well, before we continue, can you try to get your yeah, I'll get me point out. Um, no, I was no, you just want me to scream down the mic. No, you're humming again. I'm right. humming, am I? Yeah. Really bad. And now it's gone. it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's weird. Okay, go on, Glenn. So, yeah, um, so you actually see in the behind the scenes uh, someone going to shoot them, and all they do is just the, the gun yeah. action. Yeah, they you go can like tell. That. Yeah. They kind of say so, the action on the podcast on mine, Glenn. No, I know. Yeah, they can't see you literally. <laughs> no, I know. Okay, for those audiences that can't see through time and fucking space, he's holding his fingers out, his index and his middle finger while holding his thumb up and going pew, 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 pew moving his thumb down forward. Pew. So, so you can actually see it in the behind the scenes that there was no <laughs> physical blank firing gun Oh, at no. All. Well, I could tell that for well, yeah. second it's I watched an the movie. You should still know that you're supposed to have that feeling. Yeah. The blowback feeling Well, one shoot. chick in that shot I talked about where it was rotating around them one chick was clearly shaking the yeah. gun and trying to make it good mm-hmm. but like the black dude who i couldn't even tell if that was michael jai white he looked just he like him but i don't think it was i don't think it was him at all no it wasn't but man he's a fucking spitting image to michael jai white yeah but i feel like he's younger than michael jai he looks omari younger. hadwick yeah he's like, like a young hardwick. michael jai white he wasn't a bad actor actually he wasn't bad but when he was holding the handgun in his left hand and a machine gun well it was a submachine gun in his right there was just no motion going on. He was just literally holding yeah. them. And they were just but making it off like a machine. But I put that down the director. The director should have been telling them to do that. I put, can yeah. someone explain to me why Hiroki was in the film? Um, well, I, I can't explain Apart that. Apart from you, it's ev- evil you. Japanese guy. No, it's going to upset you. Oh, go on then. I'll tell you what. Before we continue well, with we the movie ticking. itself. <laughs> no, it's not even that. Before we continue with the movie itself, I think I should bring up some amazing points that I've learned that you guys may not have learned. And if you haven't learned, it's going to blow your fucking minds. Go. Number one. Did you know that Netflix has authorized a TV show? Ten sequels. Ten? Because they believe this is a big franchise for the future. I, know they, I, I, I knew know there the, would be one they're doing sequel. A TV series. Yep, I know they're, that doing, they're doing a prequel movie, which they've already filmed, that comes out in a couple of months, which is called Army of Thieves. Who's the lead in it? Dieter. 
Who? The safe cracker. Really? He's oh, the, no, not he's the lead. Dude. He's the lead. Oh, in, fuck off. And it's a prequel <laughs> as to why he's so renowned as a safe cracker. Well, that's one for the I am most certainly not fucking watching. Oh, I've got to watch it just to annoy Wayne. Zack Snyder has said his planned sequel for Army of the Dead 2, one of the lead characters will be Dieter, because you never see him die. That's true. You don't see him die. And he's deliberately not shown to die so they can save him for a sequel. Well, if he's not dead, he's got to be a zombie because he actually gets grabbed by the fucking head zombie. He gets grabbed, but you don't see what happens to him, and apparently he got away. That's the oh, idea. fuck off, man. Yeah, but the alpha if they zombies make a sequel, don't then gonna, bite a, them straight away. No, but... Okay. Because they think. Okay. That's what I'm saying, but, but it must have turned him if that's the case. You'd well, think so, not. wouldn't you? You'd think so, but apparently not. Now, the third possibility, though... Because they're also doing a couple of animes and a full series of a TV show. There's a bunch of spinoffs. And it's not just sequel sequels. But one of the sequels they're talking about is, <laughs> which I thought was fucking hilarious. Zack Snyder says, if you pay attention to the movie, there's two incredibly subtle clues as to a deeper story. And what he means is, if you actually watch the movie and listen to the dialogue, they mention two events, which is one, the exact same plans they have are on a table. Yes. And the noted liar, played by Garrett Dillahunt, says, I don't know about another team. Yeah. And they find evidence of a team. Yeah. But the team is wearing the same clothes as they are. And it could be a loop. He's implied the third movie would actually be a continuation of the original movie where they get further each time. Yeah. Until eventually they're not killed. Now, that would make sense as to why they killed so many of the leads, including Batista. Yeah. Because if he signed up for multiple movies, if it was a loop, he could come back easily. Yeah. That would make sense. And it's it's the, also lame though. It's very lame. Very fucking lame. Especially the, when the black dude actually literally says it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. literally. Yeah. He literally it. says to the That's audience, it. "Wouldn't that be funky?" Yeah. Because <laughs> he he's saying to the guy, "What if we're in this time loop? What if what's going to happen is already happened, and that's <clears> just there, and that's just dead?" And he actually says it. Yes. Well, the way I'm hearing it basically is, it's either going to be. Dieter has to go and save the world against the, I can't remember his name, Vanderhol or whatever, Mr. Vanderhol, whatever is it? What's the name of the guy who gets bitten at the end? He's at the end of the plane. I know, I kind of think. It's like Mr. V, but I can't remember his damn name. Vanderhoe. Vanderhoe. Mr. Vanderhoe um, will obviously infect Mexico, and the next one will be Army yeah. of Dead Mexico, and Dieter... Because they had that little budding friendship thing going on, which I took as homosexual subtext personally. And I really hoped it was going to go there. I was totally <laughs> shipping them like crazy. <laughs> when they bumped fist and I wanted him to fucking start making out. Well, considering he didn't like me. Would the that mean Dita? Yeah. Was, then was nurturing him. The, their two were the best written characters yeah. in the whole thing yeah. as far yeah. as their relationship together. His character wasn't bad. It was just that annoying scream he kept yeah, going. Dieter was a shit character. But their relationship, the way it was yeah. told and how it grew, was the best relationship in the movie because it actually developed. Yeah. Whereas Scott and Kate, the lead and his daughter, they don't even have a backstory. Nah. The backstory is, well, like, uh, I killed your mom and I thought you were mad about it, but I guess you weren't, but I left because I'm a dick. But I, guess I actually now thought I didn't even it was very disappointing for Batista because he yeah. was so wooden. 
Yeah, and yet he's praising it. He's, he's, he's like, this is the second coming of my career. And I'm like, dude, stick with Drax. Even his crime wasn't very good. Yeah, and then the the obviousness of the ending and everything else is just, it was paint by numbers shit, man. Yeah. I feel bad that he got roped in to be the lead of a paint by numbers book. But anyway. But it, it's also, what did the film want to be? Uh-huh. It's like, you know, you had elements of I Am Legend where these super zombies were running around like crazy. Then you had the Day of the Dead zombies, which were like, you know what I mean? Hey. But then, right, I mean, what, how does it, how is it so knowledgeable to put a fucking metal piece on its head so it becomes bulletproof so it kind of die on its head and get shot anybody in his body because knows it won't die? Yep. But it puts a metal fucking mask on so it knows it can't get shot in the head. Come on. For me, right? Also, by the way, it's like that would be the sequel or the time loop sequel. They don't know which way they want to go yet. They're basically waiting on fan reaction and how popular it is because Netflix have approved doing a bunch of sequels, but they haven't approved what sequels. Yeah. Because they, you know, mm. they don't know how busy it's going to be and how successful. For me, I that was the one thing I think the movie did really well was that he spent time world building a sense of hierarchy and a sense of that it was more than just a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. What well, he did with it, I thought was fucking lame. Well, there's balls. a lot, of, there's a lot of speculation that they're yeah they're aliens. Well, they're not. I actually the alphas the main alpha is well, an alien. Well, hold on, I actually I didn't thought they were demons. Well, than, rather than zombies or aliens, I thought they were de- especially her. Well, <laughs> here's another thing to point out before we get into the nitty gritty. Did either of you guys spot that the alpha? And a couple of the side zombies were robots. I yeah, I've I, I don't think I spotted it, but I've seen it written written that people are speculating. Apparently, of all the blue a blood couple or of them, or... a couple of them have oh. metal skulls. Yeah. that are shown briefly. Yes, and they I have did actually blue, see. Actually, no, you said that. Little yes. blue sparks come off. Yes, yeah. and the what? Because at first I thought was it just bad camera thing, and it was supposed to be a hole. Yeah, but it was reflecting. But yes, they did look. Because that's silver. obviously again hinted at, but not revealed fully what the no, meaning indeed. is. Because they show that little baby fetus thing. I was just going to say I'm sorry, which implies that they're fucking. Which is already. Blue. I was just going to say that was blue. The turn thing. You healthy. knew that was going to happen by the when he first went to her and he went down and looked yep. at the stomach. You knew something was going on there, and yep. I thought, no, don't go down that alley, please. And, and he did. He went there. Well, because the yeah, movie but- begins with a guy getting a fucking blow a Hummer in his car. Of course, it's going to go there. <laughs> But that, so that therefore implies that the alphas are not zombies; they are a something else, a different entity of some kind. Now, yeah, again, you, the fetus was blue at the beginning because it was a super, it was a super soldier, super zombie. soldier. Yeah. yeah, so you knew yeah. they were invented. You, that's why, you or some not, way modified, or yeah, whatever. But this is what yeah. I'm saying. But why go from that to the slow zombies? Where did they come from? How did they generate? That's well, well it's actually explained enough, in the BTS. If, well, if, can, yeah, but it shouldn't be in the beat. Yes, it should be in the film. Well, yeah. funnily enough, I had actually, uh, if you remember all the way back, I had that thing, The Animal Legacy. I wanted to do a, a trilogy of uh, vampire movies, and the original vampires were like literally old school giant monsters. And when they bit someone, they became what we would know normally from history and fiction as being a traditional vampire. And that's kind of what he did with this: was he's got the higher breed creates the littler breed. Yeah. But what they didn't get into is the fact that he could create both. Yeah. So I guess that he he creates betas and then they create walkers. Yeah. Is what it looks like. That's, this is the bit I don't yeah, that's get. That's how it's explained. Well, it yeah. doesn't tell you that. But then how can she be a queen? Because she would have been a beta that he's yeah, just exactly. progressed. Yeah. He can't do the same. And so does that mean automatically that 
Vanderhoe is going to be a uh, beta, or this, is he going to take this, on the alpha's abilities? Because the alpha's dead. Some, oh, it'll be an alpha. There's clearly some mind connection between the alpha and the queen because he knew when she was getting killed. Exactly. And he wasn't and then, even there. Yeah. So, so they're so animalistic, but then it's kind of hive. Yeah. There's clearly a hive thing going exactly. on. Exactly. And I like the aspect that he's created it in a way that you're having to talk about it, that we're talking about it right now. Uh-huh. I like that he did that. I still think it was fucking lame, though. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Mostly because when you create a fully functioning kind of hive-minded, mutated society thing in a story, if they have the traditional Jurassic Park low guttural groan and screams, I'm instantly like, fuck you. Because I've seen that a thousand. It was in Blade Two. Mm-hmm. It was in like fucking every movie you've ever seen. Is I've seen it all. At least have them have their own level of communication yeah. or fucking yeah. clicks and whistles or something. Not just ooh screamy bad loud oh growly come by close. <laughs> you know, come on man, fuck off, be original. Um, but here's the biggest thing of all. <laughs> Forget about all the all the theories. Here's the biggest, 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 biggest thing of all. To me, one of the most shocking, I don't know if it's covered in the BTS, one of the most shocking things of the entire movie is one of the best things, and to me, single-handedly the worst thing in the whole movie, and that's Tig Notaro, the helicopter pilot. Mm-hmm. Do you know why, Wayne? Do you know why, Glenn? No. Because she was never there. Oh, She what, was never there in the entire movie. What was it, The Matrix now? No. <laughs> There was an actor, a male actor, I can't remember his name, filmed the whole movie with them as the helicopter pilot. And then he was accused of sexual misconduct in post-production. So they fully replaced him with her on green screen. Every shot of her is a green screen shot. Really? Is that why she's OTT and everything? Yes, part of it. But the way they managed to meld the lenses oh, to look like she was really there is phenomenal. Yeah. Not the fact that, that she was, that, yeah, that yeah. is absolutely outstanding. Because at first I thought she was one of the most annoying, but I understood what she, what they were doing with that. But yeah. now you've said that, then she's gone up my estimations. Now, it, now that you know it, if you watch it again, I swear you'd spot a couple of spots where you go, oh, that's clearly not, she's not really there. Yeah. But if you didn't know that, no one would have ever suspected. It's that well done. However... And this really chaps my ass. And I'm probably the only guy that it bothers. Just like fake gunshots, just like fake blood splats and CGI of those, it fucking infuriates me to no end that they managed to use this revolutionarily good fucking method of integrating her into the movie, but she's constantly smoking a CGI cigar. Yeah. So you go and fucking replace a dude with this incredible technology with a fucking woman who was never there. Dave Batista says he's never met her to this day and he wishes he had because he wanted to congratulate her on her role. And and then fucking stick him with a CGI fucking cigar. At least hire somebody who can smoke a fucking cigar. The Jesus. fucking CGI was so fake on the cigar. Yeah. It made her look less real. Amazing. Weird. But wow. yeah, she was never there. And I think that the, the job they did on that, masking that, is oh, yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. No, no, that, that is brilliant. That is, phenomenal. That, is, that is very, very well done. And again, that goes back to what I said before. As a filmmaker, Snyder's not bad. Oh, no, no. He knows what he's doing. As a storyteller, is a whole new ball game. Well, it was something else he actually says in the BTS when he's talking about the cinematography. Oh, yeah? He, he quite clearly states, he said, look, I started doing music videos 
I was a DOP, I was a cameraman, and it wasn't until he got to the really big blockbuster movies where he had all the equipment, all the monitors and everything, and then he said my cameramen were way over in the distance. I never knew what they were doing, really. I could only see it, I could see it on the screen, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but he says I could see everything on the monitors, but I wasn't there. Yeah. And he said for this film, I was there. I held the camera with the other guys so I could see what the actors were doing and tell them to do something different. Yeah. So he went back to being a DOP and a cinematographer rather mm. than being a director of the film. Maybe that comes across in the film itself. Well, what's funny is, right? Because um, visually, I think it's stunning. I, I really like the, the shallow depth of field and the soft focus everywhere and stuff in and out of focus. I thought it added to the film. Don't get me wrong. I love a good bouquet. I really do. <laughs> well, we all do. <clears throat> a bouquet as in the blurring effect you get yeah, on a, a non-highlighted. Yes, <laughs> on a bunch of flowers, dick bag. On a non-highlighted object on a shallow depth of field. Bouquet effect is the blurring code word, you know, the code word for it, the term for it. I, I love a good bokeh in a movie. If you look at a lot of the older, I love anamorphic lenses, yep. how when you shift perspectives, everything kind of jumps vertically and you have those vertical lines behind. I love that in the 80s when you watch a lot of 80s action movies and all behind the cameras, all these fucking lights are blurred, but they're really high stacked lights. Mm -hmm. It has such an iconic look to it. I love that. Yep. And I love a good blurry out of focus, you know, bokeh. However, it has to have a reason. Like if two characters are sitting at a dinner talking intimately, having them the only center of focus makes total sense. Yes. Having a group scene where everyone is bokeh <laughs> makes no fucking sense to visual storytelling. <laughs> yes, it's pretty, but it's pretty for the sake of being pretty. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him in his fucking old vintage dream lenses. However, I will say I didn't hate the movie. No. I know it sounds like I do. I I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. Uh -huh. I enjoyed it enough. There was moments that were so bad they nearly made me want to fucking quit my life from a That's, storytelling yeah. standpoint. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, if you had a judicious editor and you cut about 28 minutes out of that movie, made it a clean two hours, yeah, fucking really good movie. Mm -hmm. It was an extra 28 minutes of complete fucking shit. That bothers me. There Just was like a, the extra hour and a half of fucking Justice there League. There was a lot of needlessness in it. Yeah. I, that yeah. didn't build. And then but, the building the parts sometimes felt too short because they had to be crammed in. If it wasn't for the CGI being so bad and some of the acting need needed a bit better, it could have been a really good film. I'd like to say that... I'll be I know I was saying to you guys, I hated and everything. I hated it mainly because it didn't know what it wanted to be. Uh, the CGI was terrible and some of the acting was falling in for me personally but as a general film it's a bit of fun and it's n I've seen worse yeah I agree and the thing is if I was going to give it five stars I'll get your guys views I would give it three out of five I would give it two right I, I would give it three out of five what about you Glenn I'd give it a three and a half maybe even a four for how effervescent you are over the movie, I'm surprised it was low enough to be three and a half to four. I thought it'd be at least four and a half for you. No, no, I wouldn't go four and a half. But I'm I'm giving my score not really for the storytelling, more for the way it was shot. See, I, that for me, that score is everything. Uh -huh. That's all the pros and the cons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the only way score should work. If I was giving it from a visual standpoint, probably be a four and a half mm -hmm. to four. 
um, storytelling, one and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, again, just so much shit you could have cut out and you wouldn't have missed it. Yeah. Visuals, four. CGI, zero. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, you shit on all this. Hang on, hang on, CGI, blood. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, 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 because you know yeah. the CGI Tiger was like, not that bad. To get this across to people, I'm an effects guy, a makeup effects guy who deals with a lot of blood, so that is very important to me. So yeah. Okay, so yeah, and for right. those who don't know, I'm an American guy, which means that I've got shooting people in my veins. So I like to see people use actual practical prop guns and blanks and all that sort of yep. stuff. I don't care if every now and then Brandon Lee gets killed. It's a side effect of having realism in your movies. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, thousands of other people didn't get killed. Just called me unlucky. But like, now so that we have no guns, they all just look like fucking everyone's pew pewing. Wayne, the CGI does jump up a notch when you said about that chick being in it who wasn't actually in it. Yeah, the green so screen that that aspect that is phenomenal. That does knock the aspect of the CGI. So I will go back and I'll say CGI bloods here. CGI three. Mm. Yeah. What about the beheading of the uh, alpha witch? It was all right, actually. It? Now, some of that was CGI, some of that was yeah. practical. Exactly, but again, that's what me and Hank have spoke about this a lot. If you mix the two of them together, yep. it works. If yeah, you just try to do the CGI by itself in certain things, it's shit. I'll tell you real quick, my favorite part of the entire, <laughs> the entire movie when she dropped, when she it. is when she drops it, and then she just goes... <laughs> Yeah, but it literally just went to mush, yeah. absolute mush instantly. That fucking, but even the sound, it just sounded pathetic. It just went, Pleh. but do you know what I think <laughs> would have made that it. ending bit there? Yeah. If he actually went over with it trying to catch it, that to me that would have been, been cool. Fucking amazing. But you obviously had to have him for the third act. Yeah, but he could have still survived it. He's a fucking alpha. See if they took a more Resident Evil game approach, where the where the the like tyrants are literally unstoppable, I'd have been more in the alpha instead. Mm-hmm. Because I I was like, yeah, he's good, the alpha. But I mean, I've seen House of Wax. I got sick of it. I don't need to see an unofficial zombie sequel in Vegas. Yeah. Um, I really liked that it was smart enough to wear a helmet, but fucking stupid enough not to give any to anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Also, that looks like a custom-made helmet. Yeah. So where exactly. is the explanation of how that fucking yeah. happened? Because I know you don't know metallurgy. Um, but then the third thing is, this entire crew is so unbelievably good at headshots that nearly every single shot in the entire movie is a straight headshot. Yeah. But they can't shoot him in the fucking eyeball. No, exactly. This is Iron Man 20, uh, 2007 all over again. He comes out with these two giant holes in his face, and everyone misses them. Yes. At least if this guy had goggles, I'd have been like, aha, you know your shit, buddy. Where's you got the goggles? It's like Batman versus Superman. Superman, just use your fucking super zooby eyes. Yeah, the the fucking fucking laser beam eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Melt Batman. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Job done. Film over in 10 minutes. Uh (laughs) I did. I'll tell you what I thought was a great moment as far as like trying to subvert the audience but I could also see it coming a mile away I guess because I pay attention to movies and I've seen movies before but it also looked like the worst effects of the whole movie to me like it looked so Leprechaun 2 (laughs) (laughs) was when she goes you're not going alone and he's like oh thanks and the door opens and she immediately gets her neck fucking turned around yeah it looks back at him it looked like the cheapest shitty play-doh effects I've ever seen like when did this movie become claymation yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> Where's Jack Skellington turning well, out? Was, what the fuck is going on? I was I was like again watching that same thing. No, you're not gonna do oh, you are gonna do this, aren't you? Because oh, it was so obvious, it. wasn't it? You're it was it. such a I only came here because I you know, I thought we might have had something and I love you and blah 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 fuck bye. Oh really? Do you know Again? my Do you know my biggest problem with the storytelling side of it was for me personally is how one note all the characters have to fit into the cliche of the movies are the in. The cliche is the biggest so, problem with the whole film. You got the Tanaka guy, which by the way, one of the spin-offs is meant to be him. You knew that was going to be That's why it's such a yeah. big actor playing yeah. that little role is he's meant to have his own spin-off. Yeah. A series. Well, Garrett Dillahunt, I can't remember his name, but Garrett Dillahunt's character who is like his bodyguard very obviously Paul Reiser villain from Aliens very quickly. Yep. He even basically laughs at people and points at them and going, I tricked you twice. I can't yep. believe you didn't fall for it twice. Yep. All this shit. And then you know he's got to have his comeuppance and they bring that up. It's just like Cabin in the Woods with the fucking mermaid. I don't like that fucking tiger. Wink. Nudge. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that tiger's here again for no reason. Wink. <laughs> Nudge. Nudge. Oh no, that tiger's biting me. So I didn't see that coming. I know, right? So the chick leaves the security guard there who, if you'd have never seen him before, it would have still been just as impactful, but they had to show what a dick he was and a rapist yeah. for 12 minutes of screen time just to make you care even the slightest bit that he's getting his comeuppance. Fuck you with your average storytelling. And then he, and then you know he's going to come back and he comes back for our two sentences. Exactly. You know what would have made that way more impactful? Killing a member of the fucking team. He needed to be the new Terminator 2 spin-off. That's what mm. he needed to be. That's why I was wanting him to be and hoping, but no, they just killed no, him. No, they just they got rid of him just to bring him back at the yeah. end for no reason. When that could have been an incredibly impactful subplot exactly. of him becoming, you see, you cutting back to him, becoming another alpha, yeah. and then chasing them down. That's what I mean, yeah. Just for because the main alpha could even die when it went for the head. And he'd be there. And next. they're thinking, great, he's fucking gone. Yeah, we've won. And then they get there and here's your old fr- friend from the beginning, and you're like, yep. oh shit. Yep. Yeah. See, look at that, Zach. We fixed your movie already. Fuck oh, you. We fixed your spin-off. Already fi- well, there you go. In the time loop, in the next exactly. time loop, you do it better. Exactly. So- Kill the alpha <laughs> and let him take over. Boom. But then yet again, we go back to our cliches. So there's the little blonde chick who's got to be the Ripley of the story who knows these guys. I'm going to make them an offering. You know, and they'll under- Oh, you know all this shit. How come you never mentioned it to anyone at any stage? You're I just did- letting us find out with the audience. I did like the way she saved our friends and the friends died still. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I, what I didn't like is the fact that the blonde has to develop a conscience at the end and gets herself impaled and drops the head and everything. She could have easily left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just like Kate could have easily saved the day by letting everyone live, but instead saved her friend just to get her killed in the fucking helicopter crash because no way she survived that. Mm-hmm. Kate shouldn't have survived that. And kill her dad. Yeah, and killed her dad and killed Tignataro, who had to be digitally fucking put there in the first place. <laughs> With all that blood and everything, that must have been a ball ache and a half. Yep. Yeah, I grew a conscience on my way to leaving you. Get shot in the back for it. Way to fucking go. <laughs> he literally shoots her in the back for coming back for them. Yep. I couldn't help but thinking, is he just a total dick in this movie? <laughs> he's just bumbling his He's not even a good soldier. He's just bumbling his way through yeah. the whole movie. You put him like Benny Hill score on this movie. It's the greatest <laughs> movie you've ever seen. He is the green mile in it. Yeah. You know, he's just waiting for his death to come like, up. And... My name is spelled different. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have I'm dead. You know what I think? 
Lobster rolls. What a character <laughs> yeah. treat. What a character treat. Everybody loves lobster rolls. You know the no, best... they won't do because I hate them. You know what the best part of that whole thing is? Is the fact that you have this throughput of him working at a burger joint at the beginning. Yeah. And saying basically, I'll give anything not to work in this burger joint, implying he hates being a cook. Yeah. But and then you save to, it midway through the movie when he randomly goes, I kind of want to be a cook. Yeah. I, want to be I know I'm a crazy soldier burgers. guy, but now I want a tofu. <laughs> yeah. And the daughter's just like, what? You're gross. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to run away and get your team killed. He's like, Awesome. Proud <laughs> as fuck of you. You're, 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 you're mint. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> my daughter. Seven aces. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird fucking hodgepodge of a movie because you really, I know you got to turn your brain off for a lot of movies. I felt like I had to turn people's brains off that were in just a room adjacent to mine while I watched it. The thing is, all right, I, I, I watched that and, you, you know, if people are really going to dig on that, then I really need to make my Zombie Wars movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I still think Undead, uh, Undead Kingdom Undead Kingdom is a much better idea than all these ones. Yeah, but Zombie Wars is a different take totally, which would... If, if this is gratifying the zombie fans, zombie wars would fucking... Yeah. But the thing is, zombies are just so overdone. I at least appreciate he tried to do these alphas and all this shit. But that's why zombie wars changes it a little bit. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that because I see so many of the same thing over yep. and over. It's nice to see a little change. Yeah, exactly. Like, even the whole fast zombie thing, I'm not 100% adverse to when you explain it as not the normal zombie. Like, like look at Dying Light, the video game. That would make a great movie where they have these normal zombies during the day, and as soon as the as soon as the fucking moon pops up, they literally mutate werewolf style into like ultra fucking fast assassin zombies. Well, Dead Island, Dead Makes Island work great because Actually, didn't Dead Island do something very similar? They've got like about six different versions. Yeah, of they zombies. got like variants, got, like, don't different they? Levels of zombies. And, yeah, like ones with trap gas. Yeah, and stuff so that much explode just exploding. You need yeah. them, and you know this. Something like that is what you need See, now. you got that level of creativity for yeah. video games because you need the variety. Why do people not put that in movies? Exactly. You need the variety, man. Like, I always, like, we talked about, I'm not going to divulge all of our secrets out here. We had this story a long time ago, Death and Fort Tucson, which went through a few different drafts. And one of the drafts uh, had bloater zombies that had been stuck in a river for weeks and it absorbed all the liquid and had bloated to where they they couldn't float properly anymore, but they hit shore. And when they get up, they're just literally rolling around and shambling. And they can absorb way more damage than the rest because they're almost fire retardant because they're so fucking wet. Mm-hmm. So they're like setting up on fire and the fire won't take. And I, that was like a ch- total different thing. It was I like the changes you could do. So that was the first feature script I ever wrote. Yep. Still a good concept. Still no one's done it. That's why we're not revealing it. Nope, exactly. Except for that one zombie, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. wasn't even in the original draft because he he had zombie bear in the original draft. Yeah. Yeah. I had, like, I had fat zombie. But if you remember Spoilers. my version of the Dead Island script. Yeah. You know, Lionsgate, if you ever do listen to this, you need to fucking have a read of it. Lionsgate. It blows any of your shit away. I'm sorry. Like, no offense to Lionsgate. They probably would have been cool with a lot of the stuff from that script if they hadn't already been trying to fucking sue us for the... For their own fucking bullshit. No, they weren't trying to sue us. They were just trying to fucking stamp in our heads. No, they they threatened to counter sue us if we sued them for what we rightfully could sue them for. That was that was their threats, and we didn't have the power. They did, so we just Even bowed down they like little cowards. Literally stole us. Hundred percent, blatantly ripped us off. But whatever. You know the power of money. Power oh, yeah. of money. Uh, let's not end this on a dour note. I want to end this on a positive note. I think 
I would actually recommend to people to watch Army of the Dead. If you could turn your brain off. Yeah, watch it just with um, an easy go attitude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And expect- um, 144 frame hertz motion sickness TV with no HDR. Yeah. Don't expect <laughs> looks a brilliant, brilliant film. Just expect a bit of fluff. Yeah. Total fluff. And a ripoff of Aliens. Yeah. yeah. Total. 100% ripoff of Aliens. Although I'll tell you, I really liked when they had um, the Vasquez girl, who was just an add-on. She didn't even. She, she was never fucking, even got a fucking introduction. No. He literally did. Guzman, I make YouTube videos. Essay. I am a fucking generic stereotype. Oh, come on, Holmes. <laughs> and then he just had two random people with him: a white, a white guy, and the Mexican girl. And the white guy goes, "I'm out," and leaves. And they're all like, "Oh no, generic white boy, he leave. Why?" <laughs> and then she just turns up all of a sudden. He's just like. I'm going to miss her, whoever she was. Yeah. You know, it's like, what? You've had no introduction. And now you're a fucking badass for three seconds. How are you such a badass when you fucking, your boyfriend makes shitty YouTube videos? How did you even get conscripted? The whole building the team aspect of this movie was so fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. I nearly turned it off three, four times. Well, what do you think I said to you for? I was busy. I was in now win. I was ready to just kill myself. And then it got slightly better as I got on. Literally crush the girl with the little the, the lady with the little girl with the container. Yes. And then cut to him accepting to do the heist. And then cut to him going, I know some people. And then they go to Vegas. There's your fucking intro five minutes long. Bam! I've saved you 40 minutes of bullshit. Yep. Honestly. Just ugh. but anyway. Um yeah, I still recommend it. It was it was good fun. It had moments, it was different at times. Um, well, actually, this is what we need to end on. So, we think Zack Snyder isn't the worst filmmaker, yeah? But he keeps doing the wrong films. See, I would, I'll, I'm going to very quickly, briefly summarize what I think, and then I want you guys to do the same. I think Zack Snyder is a phenomenal visualist. That's what I'm saying. Who should be the DP for better filmmakers. That's what I think. Well, what I was going to say was, if, you know, what he needs to do is he needs to come to us, get one of our scripts, and go and make it. Then he might have a good film. Now you fuck it up. But if he works, if we direct it and he does the DP, it'll look amazing. Maybe's, maybe's. Because you can see his flourishes are a whole different level in Army of Dead versus, like, say, uh, Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. Because obviously he was the full-on DP and everything. Yeah. And yeah, I think that his his whole thing is he shouldn't be a director. I think he's he should just be a DP. But I only say that because he just seems to not be a good writer either. Like the more direct influence he's had on the story, the army of did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, Yeah. he did. If you look at the movies he's written versus the movies he's just directed, you can see a decline in the quality when he's behind the typewriter, as well as behind the uh, behind the camera. And it's like funny. One of the quotes I was going to say for the opening of the episode, which I didn't use for one of you guys, was. he basically says, I start at the first page and I write a sentence and that becomes a paragraph and then I continue through the second page until the story's done. And that's how I write. Well, that sounds on the surface like the stupidest, most obvious thing ever. Doesn't everyone write progressively like that in a yeah. linear fashion? But no, a good writer plans ahead, charts the story, creates arcs, creates call forwards and callbacks and has everything make rational sense. But you can tell his he does write that way because most of Kate and Scott's relationship only develops from the middle of the movie onward. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't exist in the beginning. 
And also, he literally turns up to her and goes, I got a big favor to ask you, but there could be 15 million in it for you. And she goes, okay, what's the favor? And then they're in Vegas. It's never revealed what the fucking favor is. Yeah. I guess it's something to do with the fact she works there and they missed the last bus. But then why is the security guard just able to go fucking disappear? And no one questions whatever happened to that guy who worked for us. Isn't there a nuke coming? Yeah. It's a nuke coming, right? Exactly. You do a head count, wouldn't it's you? It's just diabolically I think, bad. I think we're missing a security guard. Yeah. Nah, fuck him. Any video game would have called it alert level three. Yeah. So the movie should have <laughs> called something in. <laughs> but hey, you know, if you can just not fall into these potholes, these plot holes. It's like, the, you know, that guy at the beginning of the story when they run over the hill, and he's like, I think we're far enough away. And then he hears the roar and the first guy falls over. Yeah. And it has that brief moment where he kind of goes, oh, that scared the hell out of me. And then the second guy dies. Mm-hmm. They never show you what he fell over. No. Yeah. He fell over the plot hole, <laughs> fell right into it. You got to be very careful with the movie so blurry not to fall right into those, man. <laughs> Down for the count. <laughs> Well, Zach was probably stood there with the camera and the bloke fell over and he went, was he supposed to fall over? Keep it, keep it. We'll keep that. We'll we'll write that in somehow. (laughs) The main lens is cracked. It looks good. (laughs) Have you heard the biggest thing, though, that's all over the news about uh, the, (laughs) which really tickles me? Uh, People are complaining all over Twitter that they can't watch Army of the Dead. It's one of the scariest movies ever made. Oh, no way. Because there's a dead pixel in the finished render of the movie in 1080p and 4K. One singular pixel from the CMOS chip of the camera, only in most scenes, not in every scene, has a dead white pixel just off center in the movie. Really? Yeah. And apparently people are spotting it, jumping up and trying to move another TV, thinking it's a TV. (laughs) (laughs) And so like I saw one guy was like, scariest fucking movie ever for 20 minutes till I realized it wasn't my TV, but the movie. And my TV's fine. And they're freaking Jesus. out thinking it's their film. Their TV has a problem because of this dead pixel. And they're like, no word yet on if Netflix can fix it, but they're going to think about it. If they can replace an entire sexually misconducted actor with Tig Notaro, <laughs> they can, get rid they of can the replace a single pixel. fucking pixel. Yeah. <laughs> I can replace a single pixel for literally 20 bucks. Give me a call, Netflix. It takes <laughs> yeah. no effort, honestly. Yeah, I think you sold yourself short there. I mean, two million. Fuck! Oh! <laughs> I'm so slow to yep, think of their budgets. <laughs> Damn our transparent pricing policy at New Enterprise Studios and Dead Real Films. <laughs> <laughs> no plug intended. No plugs! <laughs> plug, 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 plug. You guys got any final words? Uh, um, yeah, go watch it. Just don't make a second one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to these thousand spin-offs. I would say watch it. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. Take take your brain out, just watch it. You'll love it. Now here's a quick question before we go. Before we go. Look at his Snyder's body of work. What you know of him as a filmmaker, as a DOP, as a writer, etc. 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 What film project if he was gonna like do a reboot or something, do you think we'd be perfect for? Because I've heard him bandied about for a few reboots. Cool. A Zack Snyder film. Mm. That's a tough question, that one. Wayne, you got anything? Thinking, 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 thinking. I'd actually like to see him do something more dramatic. 
Some sort of like disaster film or something. What, like Earthquake? Something like that or, yeah. Um... As long as it didn't star The Rock. No, 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 no. <laughs> Doesn't start any wrestlers. Um, <laughs> yeah, something like that, or like a new volcano film, or a new, just something different for him. Yeah, I feel like he's he's or he could hit one of those marks really well. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, so a, a decent disaster movie. We're yeah, going for. like a nineteen seven, uh, not nineteen seventeen, nineteen forty two. Oh, Town Inferno. Town Inferno. Mm. Fuck Nice Town Inferno. Mm. Yeah, I think that actually be right in his wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anything from that that era, Build Tower the Inferno up or Earthquake or burn. Volcano. Yep. Well, that seems to be his thing. You know, kill everyone <gasps> off. So that's exactly. good. It's really good. No, I think that's a good call, man. Yeah, it's a really good call. I might as well just say Poseidon Adventure to match you. Well, I nearly said Poseidon, but they'd already done a remake Poseidon's hard time. Yeah, but did you see it? Yeah, it was we, fucking diabolical, yeah, man. Yeah, stick with the Gene Hackman version. Yeah. Oh, Gene Hackman, yeah. Gene, Gene Hackman was where it's at. Hmm. Or oh, about Grey Lady Down. There you go. Grey Lady Down. No, you don't know that one. No, ringing it. Charlton Heston film is about a US submarine that sank and then they had to rescue it. Nope, don't think I've seen it. I think a Snyder, a Snyder version of that could uh, go well. Good disaster movie, that one. You know, actually, being the Snyder loves, loves ultraviolence. He loves, you know, visuals. He loves uh, dirty, dirty in out, in out. Deliverance remake. Oh, <laughs> that would be the shit of nightmares. I think if he did it, it was just here, carte blanche, go in there, do it. That whole fucking Warren Beatty. Uh, not Warren Beatty. Because yeah, Warren Beatty. Not Warren Beatty. Um, what's his fucking name? Not Batman. It's Ned Beatty, isn't it? Ned Beatty. Ned That's Beatty, right. Yeah. The Ned Beatty scene. Yeah. Would Squee- take on a whole yeah. new shit if he did it. <laughs> What's even weirder is when he's he's raving him and he's going, squeal for me, squeal. Then they get hit by the horsemen and the fucking zombies pop out. It's going to be a weird fucking movie. Weird movie. Batman just watches the whole thing from a distance and goes, no. I'm Batman. I'm too cool to help you. I'm having issues. Is he listening to the cure? Can't come to help. Sorry. That's not the Joker. I don't need to be there. <laughs> hey, we live in a society. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they just fuck Thanks, already? You know what I mean? Why do they just fuck already? Uh, <laughs> join Actually, us on the yeah, next episode, everyone. Yeah, 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 Batman breaks in uh, Arkham Asylum just to rape everybody. <gasps> feel like that's more like something we should do if it's Poison Ivy. I would watch that. <laughs> but no, consent is still consent. No, not allowed anymore. Even though you'd totally be allowing Poison Ivy to rape you. No, you're not allowed anymore. It's not right. Oh, by the way, and you can tell me if I should cut this from the episode. <laughs> the guy. I'm, I'm going to say yes. The guy that was the comedian that got cut from Army of the Dead, what he was actually accused of, and he went and fully admitted he did it, was whenever he did a comedy show, if girls got in touch with him, he would then say, you know, he'd answer their questions or whatever. And if he thought they looked nice, he'd go, do you want to come to my hotel room and fuck? And if they said no, he'd go, fair enough. But if not, he'd fuck them. What's wrong with that? 
Well, apparently it's an abuse of power. Because oh, they can't say no because he's famous. So what about all these fucking presidents who do it? They uh, they're not allowed to do time. it either. No one's allowed to do it, apparently. Oh, but he's, come out, he's, he's come out and said that he's got a major problem with sex addiction. He's seeking therapy for it because he was married as well and he was cheating on his wife with these bitches. Well, that's up to him. But the thing is, the only ones that have complained is the ones that said no to him. They thought he was inappropriate. And that's what he's been done for. But he said, oh, no, it was lots who said yes. And I feel bad about those ones, too. And the thing is, I think it's good he's come clean about that and said, yeah, that's the totally situation. It's not good he's given it such power to go, yes, it's misconduct. Because he's now lost that role in that movie. He's lost his career. He's lost his stand-up. He's lost his agents. But it's not like he's raped anybody. It's not yeah, like it's consensual only. wrong. Yeah. They've all consented. So what the fuck is the problem? How are you meant to ask to gain consent now if you can't say, you're hot, I'd fuck you? Where is, where is the line getting drawn? Because that one is the worst I've heard of sexual misconduct allegations yet. How can that be sexual misconduct? Hey, man, I saw this on Facebook, and this one guy basically said that, and like 12 chicks jumped on going, always side with the victim, they're victims. It's a total, he's a monster. But he didn't fuck the ones who said no. Yeah, exactly. He apparently he shouldn't have asked. That's the thing, that's the argument now, he shouldn't have asked. Then how's anybody ever going to find relationships? How's right? anybody ever going to get married? How's anybody going to fucking rape the juice? It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's, I think it's went too far. Because I think, yes, no one should ever be in a... Like, if he was Harvey Weinstein and they were upcoming yeah, he actresses was he was and he was saying, dick. I want to fuck you or you're, you're not, not getting in a movie. And then you're never going to have another role again. Big fucking difference yeah, then. I agree with that. I saw you in the audience. You took my eye. Just like a band. You know, groupies. Exactly. I saw you in the audience. Do you want to fool around? And they say yes or no. And if they say yes, you do. And if you say no, you go, fair enough. Well, it was nice to meet you. Done. That's it. Isn't that, isn't that what That's we, how just human nature is. Isn't that what we used to do when we were younger and we just went out for a drink with the lads and you saw something nice. Oh, fans come back to my place tonight. Yeah. No? Okay, fair enough. Well, apparently you're not allowed now. Uh, apparently that's too much. If you're a celebrity, especially because Why you have power. Why a celebrity? That's bullshit. Because you have power and they are afraid to say no if they're not a celebrity. Because you're lording your power of celebrity over them. That's the idea. Well, plus he was white, so he's also got white privilege power. So plus celebrity plus white privilege has like three plus points on celebrity power. See, this is where this world's fucked up. No they went too far. Everyone's went too far. I don't think that his punishment for these things is commiserate to his crimes, if you were to call them that. Can I make a film where the God comes down just to blit with snowflakes? They made that. It was called The Stand. <laughs> didn't make it good enough. No, they really didn't. So, yeah, there's a curious one to end on. I don't know how people feel about that, but I mean, you know, the, you know, that's the visceral reaction to people who never heard it before. I, I do think that I believe very vehemently that uh, victims need respect and authorization to be healed and helped. And I also see on the same side of that spectrum, sometimes a victim isn't a victim in my eyes because mm -hmm. I don't think a crime you have a crime has to be committed to make you a victim. If you're just unhappy about something, you're not really a victim. Like if a guy comes up to me in a bar and goes, I'd fuck you in the ass. I would go, oh, thank you. Flattered. No, thank you. I don't really go in for that. But I'm not going to go. <gasps> I was sexually assaulted verbally by him saying something I wasn't happy about. But if he uh, tried his fucking choice to say it, I'm not going to take my freedom of speech. If he tried, then you would. Oh, yeah. If he totally then started dry humping me, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Whole but, different story. But, no, fairness, I think I'd knock the fucker out first. But, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, uh, but if somebody just came up, like, like you're saying, says, oh, I like yours. I mean, I, to be honest, it happened to me once, and I, I just laugh at him. No offense. I mean, it, it was all done in jest and fun, but yeah. 
it was when I was at uh, Scarecon with uh, Les, and the guy literally did like this for mm. that reason. But he knew that I wasn't into that, and he accepted it. End of story. I I wasn't upset because he liked this or. I must just be so old school uh, 90s attitude because lots and lots and lots and lots of guys come on to me. For some reason, I'm like a gay icon. Apparently, I'm the perfect bear shape and size and hair level and whatnot. Whatever. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. So I've been come on to by lots. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I've I've heard, you know, lots and lots and lots of guys have been like, you know, I'd fucking play with you and fuck you do this. And I'm always like, oh, thanks. But, you know, no thanks. But especially like I used to go to Powerhouse and stuff on a late night out if we were drinking. Back in the day with Jim, for some reason, everyone goes to the gay clubs. So, like, every dude was buying me drinks. And I'd always be like, ooh, thank you. You're not getting none, but I will take a free drink. (laughs) I took this shit as a compliment. Yes, I don't want to be fucked by this guy, but the fact that he saw me and thought, mmm, delicious, that's still a compliment, even if you're not into it. Exactly. So, I took that as a compliment. Maybe I'm just a horrible person for taking it that way instead of being insulted. Because that's what I'm hearing is that women who are naturally mostly desired by heterosexual men or gay women are then approached by heterosexual men or gay women and go told, I'd fuck you. And now they're taking it as a huge sexual you know, insult. You know, How back dare when they? I grew up, girls love to hear that. Mm. I don't know what's gone wrong. Just because you say you like somebody doesn't mean you want to do anything with them. Yeah, in no way are we advocating in any sense pushing the boundaries or pushing people's limits. It's literally just if you say to someone, I would do you, I don't think that's a crime. I don't think it should be a crime, personally. And if she turns around and says, no, you won't, you think, fine, if I want. Yeah, exactly. If she says no, that's it. It ends there, in case you didn't know that, everybody. But if she was like, you know, oh, well, you know, maybe. <laughs> you can't then later go, yeah, he fucking assaulted me. Because cause he told me he wanted to do me, and I said, fine, I want you to do me. Let's do it. But then he shouldn't have. Fuck off. So the the, the moral of this story is, everybody, don't get famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that too. But isn't it funny? Zack Snyder's movies are so heavily kind of dirty eyes. There's always a large proponent of sex or violence in them. And here's a guy, he just had too much sex, gets replaced by a woman digitally. And no one even knows. It's like he's been erased from existence. Like, I didn't know about it. I'd have to look up the name. Hold on. Well, it was an impressive piece of replacement anyway. Oh, I mean, the work they did was phenomenal. Uh, Chris Ayla. When multiple allegations of sexual misconduct against comedian Chris Ayla came on in June 2020, he was dropped from Are You Dead? But because it was already in replacement, already in, it was already in post production, so they had to use revolutionary replacement technology. Apparently, in some sequences, CGI body to map his movements with her head put on. I'm just looking at the guy here, Chris Ayla. Yeah, he looks like a guy who take all the pussy he can get. You know, some people just have that look about them. Like, you look at Pablo Escobar and you go, ah, he fucking moved a lot of coke. You can just tell he'd be all about that coke. (laughs) Yeah, I can see exactly what you mean. Yeah. But anyway, everybody, that's that's our thoughts on various issues. Does he look like young Zack Snyder? Well, I've always thought Zack Snyder is any day now going to have something labeled against him because he just looks like the kind of guy. 
No offense. He just looks like the kind of guy who would totally grab that, take life and grab it by the pushy kind of attitude. <laughs> Not to quote an orange-haired friend of uh, everybody's. <laughs> the guy from the Cheetos. <laughs> the Cheeto Cheetah. La, la. La, la, la. Let's cover up. La, la. <laughs> But yeah, that's our show for today, everybody. The Zack Snyder episode. Agree, disagree? You know, go check out his back catalog if you haven't seen it. You know, who do you want to hear about? What do you want to hear about? What do you want to hear about us on the show? You can always get in touch with us at moviemadness at deadrealfilms.com or get on our website at deadrealfilms.com forward slash moviemadness. We love hearing from people. We'd love to get you involved. If you want to get involved with the show, feel free to. Otherwise, in the meantime, I've been your host, Henry Thompson, with, of course, Wayne Thompson, Glenn Ellison. I want to say I hope you have a great day. Take care. Do not get sexually misappropriated. And also, you know, try to not have too much bokeh effect in your films anymore. It's hard, oh. to, hard to watch. We like bokeh. <laughs> and watch Army of Dead with the brain dead attitude. Yeah. <laughs> Army of the brain dead. Booyah. <laughs> That's the sequel. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.